Um, Sitting Gills, we've been with BTL a long time. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, and actually I was involved in the very original functional skills uh, project with BTL. Uh, so before it became reformed, we had to do a bit of work to get some item types developed and, and delivered through the system. Um, and some of the that we did for that, we are still using now, but I'll try and go into detail. Um, I'm going to be up front here. I'm an imposter because I'm not the person that does this normally. Okay, there's a friend of, or there's a colleague of mine who normally would do this, but he can't make it today. So I'll try and go through his slides, and it, hopefully it's going to make sense to you. But I mean, if you have any further questions or any any queries at the end of it, he's in tomorrow, so you could nab him for those things. Okay, <laughs> so. This is about um, the item types that we are using for functional skills um, right now and also what we're going to be using for the next year or so, but we probably will then move on to another set of item types. But for the moment, we have, we have a few that we think are important and necessary to be able to deliver the, the new reformed functional skills. For those who, who, who knows what functional skills is, by the way, can I just check? Oh, loads of people. Okay, so functional skills are very important, obviously, um, to to the um, to the industry, and we've been delivering them for X years, and we've managed to deliver about two and a half million over the last seven years or so. Okay, so we've have a good record of being able to deliver them with the item types that were available to us at the time. Um, in 2005, or sorry, in 2015, uh, there was a need uh, to think about reforming these <coughs> functional skills tests so we've had to spend time again it's taken i'm not saying we've taken that long to get to this point i mean the government decided 2015 but within the last two years or so is when we've really had to look at it as awarding bonds and say what can we do to make it work again in the new reformed way so we deliver um, maths english and ict uh, ict is out of the reform but maths and english had to be looked at again in terms of uh, how we might deliver the tests we're using those. So we've, um, we've decided, obviously, we still need to do an element of multiple choice. We always did. But there are other item types that BTL offer or surpass offer that, that we should be able to work with. So one of the main things um, that we've had problems with, though, has been around being able to make use of the or not make use of follow through. So for the original uh, multiple choice exams, uh, sorry, regional functional skills exams, we had to make it uh, possible for candidates to be able to answer a question, um, give you an answer when we come to the next question, find a way to use that previous answer to inform the new question or the new answer. Okay, so follow through was a big thing for the previous uh, functional skills. For the reformed functional skills, they've actually said that's not a requirement anymore. So we've managed to simplify our assessments quite a lot. So in maths level one and two, we've been able to remove the follow through. Uh, we've been able to make things a lot simpler on the screen. And it's, it means we can be a bit more discreet about the answers that mm -hmm. we're trying to get from the candidate. One of the main areas that we've had to concentrate on, and I think is probably the biggest development in terms of what we've done in terms of our tests is to end up with a, uh, in, in maths, end up with a, a split test. So we've got two-part test. So first part of the test, a candidate is able to uh, answer questions without with need, without the need for a calculator, but the second part, they, they are allowed to use a calculator. So we've had to use a uh, 
functionality in the system called uh, time sections, which some people may or may not know, but DTL use. And that's allowed us to provide parity with paper, because in paper-based tests that we do this, we, we all let the candidates take a, uh, have, a can <coughs> uh, have a calculator for the second part of the test, not the first. So we've managed to introduce that into this system and make it possible for candidates to do that. And also we can, as you can see, we can also time each section separately, but they still add up to the overall test time. So they could be 30 minutes first, 30 minutes for the second, but they've still got an hour overall. So that's a really good feature that was available in the system that we could use straight away to be able to deliver the new functional skills tests. We've removed follow through, as I said. Um, we still use multiple choice, so for maths we still have this, the straightforward, most people I think will be familiar with the multiple choice type interface. But we also use things like gap fill, where we can, we can, we could make them automated, but we actually keep them um, human marked. So at the moment we allow people to put either numbers or characters into the gaps, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but we could go down the route, and we may well do that later, where we can actually have discrete, this discrete set of answers in the background that can be used um, to mark against uh, with the computer. Okay, we, we, I'm not saying we're, um, we're uh, apprehensive, but we do take a while to decide uh, that we're going to do something slightly new and different. And I think uh, examiner marked um, test of that type is still, still something that we need to do a bit of trialing on. Okay. So we have gap fills. We also use, again, this, this has been around for the previous uh, exams and we use them for this exam as well. So these, this is the way, this is the ability for candidates to be able to create a graph from scratch if they want to and they can then manipulate the graph and they can change colours and they can do all sorts of <coughs> fancy things and annotate it. They can also create uh, tables from scratch. They can create a kind of a um, I suppose an Excel, uh, a mini version of an Excel table where they can um, put information in in um, in the format that they want people to see it in, and they can um, obviously decide how big or how small the table is. It's, it's all about how they interpret the the answer, how they want to interpret the answer to the question on on a page. So these these things are all um, examiner marked as opposed to human marked because. We did think about this originally to go down the route of saying, let's try and make this a markable thing. We, know it's, we could try and say, uh, there's only one way to do this, and so we're going to have a correct image that they need to be able to um, portray, and if they do that, we'll give them 20 points, whatever it is. Um, but functional skills is all about being able to say, actually, you, you, you should be able to give them uh, marks for interpreting the way the, uh, and the question is answered, uh, the question is it's posed as well. So it's not saying there's a right way or an absolute right way or absolute wrong way. It's about how you get to that answer. So examiner mark didn't actually, or sorry, computer mark didn't necessarily help. We also provide short answers, um, short answer for, for our reading element. Um, and that again, it is possible to actually have phrases that we could put in and say uh, machine marked uh, could work, but we've actually again gone on the examiner marks route. We have the ability for candidates to use the documents that you can add to the um, screen that can be moved around, resized, whatever you want to do with it. 
Uh, we can have multiple documents if you want to, so and it can spread across multiple pages as well, or multiple um, questions as well. So those are <coughs> those are this the, the kind of short version of a written question, and then we also have the, the, the essay version, um, which is a bit more a bit more formatable. You can create an essay if you want to, you can you can do as much as you want, you can have a word count and we can give a word count and give them an option for them to show how many they um, need to take uh, to be able to answer the question and then you can format the format the text as you want to. We we actually do all our marking inside of Secure Assess native as opposed to Secure Marker and we have a integration with our own system that manages the markers etc. So so we manage the whole marking process uh, and our examiner. But even with the standard secure assess marking engine, we're able to the uh, uh, candidates are able to <coughs> excuse me um, annotate the the marks. They're able to uh, send comments back to the lead examiners in our system so they can look at it. And they can do sampling and that, that kind of stuff. Okay. And then finally, we also have. Uh, a point in the process because it's all examiner marked where we can actually um, pause the results in the moderation tab of secure assess so we can do a bit of moderation on the marks and the um, scores that are being sent out to us and we can decide whether or not the pass mark is, is, is actually as it should be or whether the uh, items or performance expected and change them accordingly okay I think that's all Gareth gave me. Okay, so that's it. We've delivered about, as I say, two and a half million of these tests uh, so uh, so far, and we've just started to deliver the new ones in, in the middle of uh, September. So we're about two weeks into the delivery of the new um, reforms, functional skills. Okay. I have a question. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Uh, in terms of when you're building something like when you're designing new functions, yeah. professional functional skills qualifications, how much kind of um, working with the regulator is there versus yeah. working to what the regulator has <laughs> you have to do, as it were? Mm, yeah, a lot. Uh, we 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 took a long time to get to what we're going to offer because we had to get wait for feedback from the regulator at each stage. So we think this is what we want to do. So we create a sample of it, send it across. We wait for something to come back, and that can be not weeks, but months before the first thing comes back. So you're hoping you've got it right. You're hoping you've got roughly what you want. And it's not till you get the final say-so from the regulator that that you can then say, right, this is definitely what we're going to do. We're going to go down that route. And I know there's been, I know we've been speaking to BTL about certain bits of functionality we were trying to get into the system because I thought we needed it. But the regulator says, you don't need that, or you don't, we don't want you to do that. You know, so you, it, it is a bit of... Um, it's kind of a circular thing where you've got to go round and round and get to the final solution. But yeah, a lot of it is that. Um, and there's, we are doing it in a certain way, and I think there are better ways to do it as well. And, and a lot of it's about time, about you know using what you've got right now and not necessarily having anything developed specifically for what we would think might be a better way to do it. It's just we just need to have the time to do that and and also at the same time launch the product. So as everyone in this room will probably have been through a, a period of trying to get something out for September this year. Um, and I think the next phase, the next 
version of this will have you know slightly different uh, item types and slightly different ways of uh, doing it. Yeah. Hi. Uh, yeah you showed um, us stopping in uh, moderators using the chain threads. Do you find you can do two sort of uh, preset parts now? Yeah, so for functional skills that's what we do, but for other qualifications like technicals, yeah. uh, we actually do a we do like a a pre a pre um, we get the raw marks, we decide what, what the grade should be, and then we re, then we regrade them based on that. So we do it in advance because technicals are kind of timed exams. You've got a two-week window of exams, so you can say we've got the full cohort of um, or the full not cohort, the full set of results we need for that particular time period. So we can look at them on the round and actually then decide what the results should be, what the pass mark should be. Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Is it? In terms of scoring, are these manually marked, or are they uh, so the, the human in terms of scoring, or is it a mixture? So it's a mix. Some of some of the maths is is um, is, a, is multiple choice. That's computer based. Some, of, uh, but majority of it is actually human marked. Yeah. So it, it, they all go into the, the the marking system, and the ones that can be human marked just get human marked. The ones other ones get put into the into the um, sorry into computer marks, and then ones that human mark get put into the human marking queue, and people pick them up and mark them. Okay, so you have them both. Like the one question was about range. Yeah. And you're asking someone to answer that question, and they could write 85 TO, 195, yeah. 85 dash. Yes, correct. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and th there is, I mean, another thing, we, 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 we were close to putting it into production, but we didn't, and we probably will soon, is there's another option in, in the surpass um, system called smart marking, uh, where you can decide that you want to have, say, possible 10 answers that could be accepted by the computer. And if it finds an 11th that isn't like that, it can go off to be human marked. And that would probably help. Well, eventually, we'll do that. I think, let's say, we, we slowly, slowly, we are. But I mean, we, we think that's probably going to come in into the next iteration of uh, functional skills. Anything else? Okay. Thank you okay. very much, Granville. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Do you need the microphone? What do you want this? I think we need time for now. Um, so I think uh, a couple of points that Granville just mentioned there that were really interesting is that uh, not only does creation instead of engaging in more complex item types take a long time, certainly even with regulators, um, but also with, with item authors to actually get written and um, that obviously represents cost implication, mm -hmm. but also that that then kind of extends on into marking and how those tests are handled. Um, so the idea of creating more engaging and more kind of complex item types is, is great. And it means that you can assess your learners in lots of different ways um, but it does have a cost implication, which I think is why <coughs> quite often you see um, AO's uh, own awarding bodies using more generic, um, multiple choice question types quite often. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting just to kind of hear that it's not something that you spend a lot of money on once and you create your items, it's something that you have to monitor and that even the human marking element to um, allow your candidates to 